Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 155, episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, fuck Russ Limbaugh, fuck Ben Shapiro, fuck Tucker Carlson, fuck J.K. Rowling, and fuck Fondant. Thank you. Just give me regular icing. Yes. It's Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Switch Perfect 2. We're back, Switches, a.k.a. Switch McConnell, (laughs) a.k.a. the Wicked Switch of the West, a.k.a. the Switches Back, a.k.a. Lifestyles of the Switch and Gamers, a.k.a. Resting Switch Face, a.k.a. Switch Switch Bish. Uh, That is courtesy of Official Dickhead, and I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. 17, 17, 17, 17. It's good to be a Laker when you're winning 17. Shout out to my fucking L.A. Lakers. Fucking taking home the motherfucking championship. The toxic Laker fandom is back in action. You saw what we did. We gave death threats to Danny Green's fiance for missing an open three. We don't play around here. We're spoiled as fuck, and we don't care who we harm. Actually, that's a really bum move on the fans. I'm not backing that up, but a taste of just how fucked up some of these fans are. I am not like that. Uh, I just, you know, I talk my shit in private to my friends and my close chat group. Lakers fans are... I was pull, I was pulling for the Lakers this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. whole time. Love Frank, uh, love Great. LeBron, love Frank. I love I've loved more and more Frank, more and more by the day. And I'm like, gave yeah, a little I shout out to Jim O'Brien uh, on a, in an interview last night. That was pretty cool to see. Uh, and but your name's Jack, so it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, he got my name wrong, <laughs> unfortunately. Rather <laughs> uh, yeah. my dad, it could have been cool if you said me too. Yeah. Uh, for new listeners, my dad used to work with Frank. Uh, Frank used to pick me up from high school uh, when he was a manager at the university. So I should of thank Kentucky. you too. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's a it's a multiverse, and who knows if I had been more of a dick when he picked me up from school or less of a dick. I was kind of a dick. (laughs) I was like, Frank, don't talk to me. Shut up. You work for my dad, asshole. (laughs) Let's go to Carl's Jr. Uh, But yeah, yeah. But what were you gonna say about the fans? How awful we are? Yo, I'm getting like texts from people being like, they still shouldn't have lost those two games. Like, Uh, the Heat were the Heat were mediocre at best. Uh, Uh, those takes are just such trash and come from people who like i don't even i can't even imagine how unhappy you are in your life when you're still walking (laughs) around you walk out walk out of the bubble with the chip and you're like honest i mean should have wrapped it up in those mamba jerseys yeah should have happened then but you know what in that way it was the most mamba shit because lose that was the smack in the face they needed to just go out there in the in game six and be like okay we're, we're fucking just it's it's just smash time now. I mean, when LeBron's locked in, like that's the thing. It, somebody was making the point that, uh, like, so the finals had the the best player in the Heat was Jimmy Butler, and he had this game five that was just incredible, next level, locked in, and yep. him and LeBron were going back and forth, and it was one of the best finals games ever. But game six, Jimmy Butler was gassed. He was yeah. just like, "Yo, I can't. Like, what am I supposed to move. do? I can barely move." And LeBron was just same level. He yeah. was just at the exact same level. Like that I, is a a 
metaphor for his whole career. It's just like he's able to stay at this level year after year mm-hmm. after year. Um, that's it's not that really. A, I don't think it's a debate between LeBron and MJ. It's just they're different. They're just like it's, uh, it's new one eras. has longevity. One, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but man, that was that was fun. And shout out to the NBA for zero posies. Uh, the whole bubble. Meanwhile, the yeah. NFL, Major League Baseball, what a mess. Um, hey, Miles. Yeah, we're th- we are uh, lucky and thrilled to be joined. In our third seat by one of the funniest dudes out here doing it. He is the the hilarious, the talented Mr. Nick Turner. I can't be a faker. Congrats to your team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Here's some news that I love not. R.I.P. to the season of Dak Prescott. Oh, Oh, that was awful. Oh, he's awful. Left there dangling. Ugh. That's my that's my team. That's my guy. That's my that's my fantasy oh, ride or die. Fans? I'm a cowboy fans? fan. I was born in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, that was um, it was a really brutal. sad day at my house. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, any any just awful leg breaks like that, compound fractures, anything like that. It's just the worst thing to like witness as a fan, obviously, because it takes a second for it to register, and you're like, oh no, 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 and then you yeah. feel doubly worse because you. The players already know. It's like that's, it's yeah. a wrap for me. I don't watch him. I can't watch him. Alex yeah. Smith came back the same day. I never watched his horrible leg break. I never, I never watched I Paul George. Watch I still haven't seen uh, Dak Prescott. But yeah, these are for non-sports fans. These are like some these of the ones gruesome leg breaks. But for Dak, I, I, I look Eduardo Silva, obviously Abu Dhabi. Um, why does it always happen to Arsenal players in the Premier League too? I just want to bring that up too. Yeah, I still I never forgave uh, that movie, The Blind Side, for for showing me the Thiesman leg break, like just boom right off the top. They're just like, hey, I guess like twenty years later, when the person has gone on to have an okay uh, remainder of their life, it's not as bad. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, da- Dex tough. I don't know. He seems like he's he's the sort of dude who will come back. But was he uh, the player that uh, Skip Bayless was like coming at for saying he was like depressed or something? Uh, I don't think so. Who, which I think player? you're thinking of Michael Phelps. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't like believe a, that. <laughs> a, a, an NFL player, whatever. I, I don't follow oh, okay. the NFL, so it's, it, it could be. I, I have nothing to offer this conversation aside from commiserations around an awful, awful injury. Whenever um, I see those Michael Phelps commercials, I think somebody get this guy some help. <laughs> he's still, <laughs> he's still, he still needs help. He's yeah. still suffering after all these years. Yeah, he's just not enough smoking weed. That's what he's yeah. more of. Uh, Nick, we are going to get to know you a little bit better oh, in good. a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the reboot of Superman Returns that was planned for yeah. uh, the White House. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the beginnings of the Supreme Court nomination uh, hearings for Amy Coney Barrett. We're going to talk about uh, what the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list looks like right now uh we're going to talk about yet another thing that these danged millennials have killed uh the coffee shop and the rights new herd immunity plan uh which is called the great barrington declaration uh because they it's basically the naming version of the tea party dressing up like old-timey uh guys in white powder wigs 
They're like, this will sound important and will appeal to 60-year-old white men, but it's actually a herd immunity plan that is supposed to counteract the Democrats and Joe Biden's plan for shutting down America, aka like the scientific consensus. Uh, and it's it's a mess. Uh, they really for oh. for such a big idea, they really uh, did not pay attention to uh, nailing down the details, which seems to be a a problem with this administration just in general and Fox News. One hundred percent. But first, Nick, we like mm. to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Okay. Um. I uh, I did a deep dive on uh, John Fetterman. Um, just uh, F- John Fetterman, if you don't know, is a lieutenant governor of uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. And uh, his wife was um, oh right separate a, a racial uh, verbal assault right. in uh, the the supermarket. She is Brazilian, so naturally somebody cornered her in the supermarket and uh, yelled the n word at her repeatedly. Cool. And um, followed her into the parking lot. And um, so then I looked uh, up Fetterman. And I I ask everyone with a phone right now to yeah. do so. Um, because this man, um, he, he looks like a like, bad guy from Mulan. He, yes, he definitely looks like he stole a correction officer's uniform and used it to escape prison. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's wild it's an aggressive yeah. them as a couple i'm like hold on there's uh, certain things wow. where like he's got a really really intense beer uh goatee yeah um and he's also got the same vibe of jaws from james bond yeah right um, like kind of lurching yeah. around like very yeah. big got, yeah look at that wow like that yeah, guy for sure if that person assailant had known what this woman's husband looked like. Uh, I'm assuming. They... I think she did. I think if she knows what that guy's wife looks like, right. I think he pro- she probably knows. Um, but uh, no, he went to Harvard. I, he didn't. He didn't escape from prison. No, he's like yeah. on paper, like a really chill guy. <laughs> You're like worked with the big brothers and big sisters, uh, and like got obsessed with the idea of like your birth being a random lottery for your outcomes and things like that. And how that affects his idea of fairness, but he wow. looks scary as fuck. Yeah. He just never changed his look. That's uh, dope. You know, more power. To Why him. should he? Why should yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need to. There's yeah. just something, even like when you look at his Wikipedia page, he's like, looks just so underdressed for whatever official photo this is. Like it's clearly his bureaucrat, like yearbook photo where he goes to the Capitol and like, yeah. this is like a Lieutenant governor and he's wearing like a rayon safari shirt. Not happy <laughs> to be there. I and would say it's like, like one like, of like, Quicksilver's nicest button ups. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's definitely a top level billabong, but his <laughs> smirk definitely says that he wasn't smiling and the can the, the photographer was like, Come on, Lieutenant Governor, give us a little something more. And he just went, hmm. Like, right. just, I will raise the corners of my mouth flatly. Oh, right. we're out of time. All right. Thanks, John. Oh, man. man. I did not bother to look. Yeah. Cause I read that headline and usually in my morning, I'm like, okay, where's my daily dose of racism? And I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> the fucking Lieutenant Governor's wife. But yeah, I did not connect. Thank you for uh, doing that little bit of work to get yeah, us to so. see the, the whole picture. Wow. Yeah, the the closest he comes to smiling is looking a little bit pissed off. That's <laughs> as as far as he goes. 
Just uh, a little bit pissed off. Right. So that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated is uh, growing your own weed. I have been a, a weed smoker for a long time. I think we're all doing different things in quarantine. One thing I'm doing, I know, Jack, you're growing humans. I am <laughs> growing Nick, weed. Ozymandias yep. style. Yeah. In my um, lab. What are you doing? Like yeah, indoor, outdoor? I'm doing indoor. I, I, I wanted to do outdoor, but I... I don't have outdoor. That's just mine. I yeah. live in a, uh, there's four units in this building and uh, one other unit smokes Halloween. So that's why I can't go outside because I'm pretty sure they'll steal it. Well, you do the <laughs> thing. I saw the thing on Reddit where people were hanging tomatoes on their weed plants. So from afar, it just looked like you had a wild ass tomato plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. so funny. Wait, like growing a tomato plant like right next yeah, to it? Yeah, but you know, no. So like, you know how like if you grow a tomato plant, you get like those wire frames you'd kind of put around it yeah, so it can yeah, grow yeah. upwards. So like yeah. you put that around your bud plant and then just kind of like surreptitiously like hang tomatoes around oh. it. So visually oh. they're like not even looking forward because you're used to seeing that shape with red. I mean, like that's a tomato plant rather than being like, whoa, whoa, right. whoa, what are those? Wow. Hold on, get, get that loop out. I want to see the trichomes on this tomato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's really smart. I don't think I can get away with it. Um, but I just, I don't know. I guess I just thought it was, I always thought it was more expensive. Um, but um, but I, I grew one plant and, and I didn't do that great. But I got mm -hmm. two more after that. I got like a quarter of an ounce out of it, which... Mm. For the amount of money I spent is not good. Yeah, um, <laughs> not a good yield on that one. No, because I'm pretty sure I paid a quarter's worth for the plant as a teenager. Oh, and oh. I had to buy all the stuff. Uh, oh, back in the it, day, I was like, no, no. I mean, um, that's um, that's weed parlance. Uh, oh, a teenager, like a clone is like a very small one, and then if it's grown up a little more, oh, oh got maybe, you, got you, got you. Like eight inches bit. tall, they called a teenager. So uh, I, I thought, said back when I was a teenager, I'm like, you've been holding this plant since you're teen. Yeah, no, my parents are cool, but not yeah. that cool. Um, <laughs> it's an F1 mother plant, man. I got to keep this thing. <laughs> Usually the plants only take three months, but this one, <laughs> apparently 25 years. Um, so you're uh, back to buying, you think? So, well, no, I mean, I'm, I got, I, I'm doing a second round. I got two plants and they are growing crazy. Oh, and I'm great. so happy about it. And I, I just got more light and I put it closer. Okay. That, was it. that was it. Would've that thought. was it. Yeah. The light was what uh what kind of grow lights are you using? Because I've found that my humans uh don't respond that well to grow <laughs> yeah. lights when I put it in in the closet that we keep them in. Or in that so, heated yeah. centrifuge. Yeah, you gotta make sure to keep the lights two feet away from the plants. Okay. Um, or the, okay. the humans, I guess. If yeah, yeah. Reading the yeah. same articles. Um All right. but uh but yeah, no, it's great. It can be done and it's not that expensive. All I right. fucking love it. Everyone yeah. should go grow their own weed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about the laws in your state. There you go. Let them know. Yeah, it's Up not going to be me going to jail and meeting other John Fetterman. Cut, cut the daily to... guys cannot endorse this uh, <laughs> message. Cut to some fucking trial where Nick Turner's on the stand and they play this clip. <laughs> this can't be real. This can't be a real law. Are we serious? I was on a comedic podcast being flippant. Oh, I got, I got uh, taken down by podcasts like Chris D'Elia. Oh God! <laughs> that wasn't uh, his only problem. I would no, say that was yeah. it. That was it. <laughs> oh, no. Take it down by podcast. Yeah, if it uh, weren't for podcast, he'd still be president. Yeah, yeah. that was the word that went. <laughs> that was the word that went around in the stand-up community, guys. Jesus. You got to watch out for these podcasts. Apparently, 
Uh, <laughs> they record the shit you say and broadcast it. So if you're really out there with your uh, predatory uh, inclinations, don't go on a podcast. Yeah, save it for Patreon. Uh, exactly. What is uh, Nick? What is something you think is overrated? Um, look, I gotta say, I love uh, TDZ and the TDZ community. You know, I'm uh, fucking Zeit Gang. Oh, can you see that? Zeit Gang till I oh, die. Yeah. Um, however, I. I Last time I was on this show, I, I got a little bit of some bad advice. Uh-oh. Um, Core was just getting started, and I was interested in uh, ideas for games that you can play remotely with your friends. Okay. Oh, right. And uh, I said I'd gotten Steam, and then your community reached out, and not one person. I would say maybe half a dozen people. Wow. Um, they implored me to download Tabletop Simulator. Got it. And uh, this is one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Why? What happened? I all nearly lost friendships um, <laughs> other people to download this. Tabletop Simulator is not for normies. Right. Got it. This is what I did not understand. You have to use basically every keyboard, every key on your keyboard <laughs> when you're playing table, Tabletop Simulator. Right, and not right. only that, but you have to teach your friends how to do it remotely right after you've taught them how to download steam which is the single hardest thing i've ever gone through <laughs> um these are well-meaning people i mean these listeners they're, they're great people i had a question they reached out something that helped them i understand for me not not for me tabletop out, simulator huh? um no because it's like you it's like when you play a game online like monopoly let's say you click something and then the dice automatically rolls and then your dog jumps you know six spaces or whatever <laughs> right and right. then the cards pop up and you pick them but on tabletop simulator it doesn't do any of that stuff you manually have to do all that stuff and it's not just like doing it with the mouse like it's just like individual like the g button right it's we'll option G, Nick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I lost days of my life. Wow. Um and uh and 40s of dollars. Um, oh man. But well, uh so yes. a little little bit a little bit over. So what did you end up landing on? Like what I know you were oh, looking I for something. Did you find something that did work out for everybody yes. involved? Ticket to ride. Mm. The game. Yeah. Well, you know, at, like <laughs> we thought we were gonna be playing on you know, playing with our friends remotely forever. Uh, but it only really, really lasted a month. But uh, Ticket to Ride, it's the greatest game, and you can play it with your friends. And I've also just started playing it uh, alone. Mm -hmm. And I think in Quora, I've played it for 300 hours because Steam records those hours and tells you. Oh, and shit. it's embarrassing because I'm, nice. now I'm all my friends go on Steam. They're like, hey, what's up with you at Ticket to Ride? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, it's they, meditative. They broadcast it? They well, tell like you and tell your, others? Yes. It's oh, just next no. to your name. Yeah. How oh, much time you spent doing brutal. it? Brutal. But it's the best $10 I ever spent. Great. And what? You're just, you're just riding around a train? Um, no, it's like you ever played Catan? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like that. But rail based, uh, but rail based. Yeah. Got okay. It. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's that's an interesting approach to transparency. Like if if Twitter and like all apps just oh! told people how much time you spent on them, we wait, would fix great. we would fix the problem. Yeah. 
We would just well, be like, yeah. oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> we got to we gotta do something about this. I want to know how much time each person uh, spent writing each tweet. That's right. You attach right. that shit now, it'll <laughs> shut people up. Or like yeah. how long it took them to craft an Instagram post or story. <laughs> it's like this post, 15 minutes. And right. you're like, what the fuck for this? It's a shot of a muffin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it ruined but, my trip to Thailand, but I got this muffin. But the shot. gaming hour thing, you know, it's like half. It depends on how you look at it because sometimes it could be a flex or it could be a failure. It doesn't right. matter because other people yeah. are like, I mean, don't fuck with Nick. He's putting in work. He's putting in 17 yeah. human years into this game. Don't I'm fuck sure with if him. I was like ranked nationally years. and I had some ticket to ride sponsorships, it would right. be like, look, he's putting in the work. Right. But right. I don't. Have <laughs> I just got also, deadlines pile, piling up. <laughs> it also encourages work. you to give up if like you're mediocre after like 17 hours, then you're like, uh. I can't keep going and getting my ass kicked by <laughs> yeah. these people who are beginners. Do you um, think, what do you think would be more effective to keep people like curb people's use on like Instagram or social media, right? Cause so much is tied to your ego. So like in a way, this thing of just even adding a, like a, like a quantity of hours to how long you're on an app, is that going to, do you think that would affect somebody in the way they'd be like, I'm on here too much, or I don't like people knowing I'm on here this much, or I don't want I people knowing it takes me so long to write a tweet that was just a milk toast take. Yeah, well, I think the problem is not your main account; it's your uh, <laughs> fake these burners. Right. Yeah, and right. that's where you spend your time arguing with you know people you went to high school with. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think shit. South Korea has a rule where you can't have fake accounts, like they where your. Uh, online identity is attached you. to your like That's social you security. Oh, everything's more fun that way. Although yeah. it doesn't stop much, like you know, because the next door app that requires you, you know, to get verified, <laughs> to have an address, yeah, have an address, and then there's just, everyone's yeah. still racist is every yeah. It's yeah. actually yeah, it's, it's worse than Twitter somehow, <laughs> and right. your fucking address. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no, South Korea has like people bullying, uh, you know, pop stars into suicide. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Finally, what is a myth? Thanks, what's Jack. Wow. <laughs> what's something people think is true, you know, to be false? The air fryer. I had some friends couldn't say enough about an air fryer. And I yeah, every, figure it out. People come on this show and talk about almost have me. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, wait. Like do you it. have one? No, no, I don't. But I hear, uh, I hear the, this is a common theme I hear is the praising of the air fryer. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like bullshit, like CBD. I also right. read a, 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 a study that said um, one third or two thirds of all CBD products do not include the CBD is advertised. Um, oh, wow. But uh, it's, a yes, CBD bullshit. Air fryer, uh, incredible. I can't, I can't explain it. I don't understand it. Oh, all I wow. know is that I don't have a big enough one. I thought I thought you were gonna take it in the other direction and be like, not it's not as good as people. Wow, not confirmed. Wolves. We're getting verbal confirmation. I Nick. went to a guy's football party Thursday night yeah. football. Guys, hell yeah, night. bro! I That's brought my sick, air fryer man. with me. Are you crushed? Drove it over in the car. Fuck no, dude! I was crushing Bud Light seltzers. Hell yeah! <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was. I got the strawberry ones. Everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows. The limes, them's for you. <laughs> um, no, man, it's uh, it's everything to me. And I oh, cooked, wow. um, I cooked five things in the air fryer yesterday. And it's not, it's so, it's funny, you know. It's like one of those things where you find something really healthy and then you eat five times as much. Right, yeah. right, right, because because it's healthy. 
what did yeah. you, what's like what was the most impressive thing because to me the thing that holds me back is like i want to submerge my food in boiling fat yeah and mm. cook it like that and i just don't know if i will get the same vibe from it so what was the thing that you thought this air fryer can't fuck around and do this thing that is meant to be fried god's way um seafood wow i um i fried up some incredible shrimp in there and uh and that was really really eye-opening because i'm really trying to get lyra to enjoy shrimp Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she it's coming along very slowly she went from adamantly against it to liking it uh, two ways and uh, i know she likes it fried and so i tried to do it and uh man i fucking nailed it it's so (laughs) fucking good um, uh, are yeah, you like incredible. batter dipping them in something before you put yeah, them in so the Yeah, so sometimes fryer? I'll try a lot of different things. Like when I do wings, you know, I'll it, it's mostly about the marinade when you're when you're doing chicken. And I will marinate and my secret weapon is coconut milk, <laughs> coconut cream, you know, the fattier Ooh. the better. Wow. Um some ponzu, okay. I like uh I like wow. doing that. Um but uh but then just putting it and with the marinade you don't need a binder like uh egg like an egg bath or anything because mm. it's already wet and ask. then you can just put it in there mm. and uh, i'll usually like to do just a tiny bit of flour right if i'm not like really trying to get like the fried experience just to dry it up yeah, so yeah, it'll yeah. fry better so um, crisp. but then like with the the shrimp you know i did the whole thing i did marinade to the flour to the egg bath to the breadcrumbs Oh, it's and, full uh, on traditional fry prep. Full okay. on traditional there, and then no oil, Ugh. none. I didn't even put the coconut. In. There's understand. no fat in there. You don't add any fat. It's the fucking air, Jack. The way it's circulating, it's just, just ah, and it's just I so don't. satisfying. You get the crisp. You get everything. You get all the flavor because you've marinated it, and so you've just you've done all the work, and uh, and you're saving on any calories from oil, not wow. one. Wow. Mm. Uh, mm. Well, you heard it here first, and I this episode is being brought to you by the Air Fryer Company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man, if I can if make I'm... my own filet fish you know what I mean? Wow. It's just oh, so yeah, fucking small, and I need to do so many batches. And I'm like, who's right, ready right, for right. six wings? <laughs> <laughs> that just wait 25 more minutes, guys. Is that how oh, long you're... it takes? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, bone-in chicken um, yeah. uh, usually takes uh, at least half an hour. Yeah. Unless you, like you get it, or do you put it in at room temp, or you're taking like out the fridge straight into the fryer? Uh, yeah, yeah, fridge usually. Okay. Yeah, just checking, you know. Yeah, just trying to just trying to cr- cross some T's and dot some I's on my end. Yeah, make sure I hop in here correctly. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, come back and catch up with our prez. Hey, and we're back. Let's just see. I mean, not a whole lot new with the president, which is kind of yeah, a, a nice relief to, no to news say. Is good news. Um, no. Just some revelations about like what was going on behind the scenes uh, when he was, uh, you know, feeling better after his stay at Walter Reed and yeah. trying to figure out, you know, how was he going to reemerge into the world? Was he going to you know, stage a propaganda video that mm-hmm. actually stole shots from Triumph of the Will, uh, like he well, ultimately did. Yeah, yeah that, that did, did happen. happen. <laughs> That's what he, ultimately that is what he went with. Uh, Big Riefenstahl fan. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, there's absolutely no no chance that that was accidental. That that wasn't. Uh, if it wasn't intentional, then it was because someone in his propaganda wing, probably uh, Miller, like had that movie so committed to his brain that like he was just he just knew exactly what shots yeah. to choose. We have t- they have uh, like arguments now over parallel Nazi thinking. Yeah, like yeah, versus, exactly. Like, used to be just jokes on Twitter. Uh, it's like a parallel. I don't know. They're kind of obviously thinking the same thing there. And it's like you thought exactly to mimic this Nazi <laughs> propaganda. Just yeah. really, you did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, um, but everything's but, just been chaotic. You know, like yeah, his. It's been wild. Doctor says he's immune, or no? A doctor says he's clear to do events because he quote poses no uh, risk of transmission. The only uh, way that you know that you can trust a doctor is if he starts off with saying, look, I've never met the president. Right. Just, uh, from what I can see. And then I listen to that. Right, right, right. right. When you start like, he is strong, okay, yeah. and he is doing great. Uh, we will not say when he tested negative last. That's er- that's irrelevant because I'm trying to trick this sick old man into believing he's healthier than he actually is. And who knows where this is going to lead. So, to your thing you were talking about, Jack, about like what was going on that like how was he going to get out of Walter Reed? Because we saw him basically put his entire Secret Service detail at risk by getting in the Tupperware car uh, right. and then breathing a ton. Yeah. So the New York Times has this fucking line in their article. I cannot. I'm just going to fucking read it. Fuck it. Yeah. Quote, in several phone calls last weekend, this is when the president was hospitalized. From the presidential suite at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, Mr. Trump shared an idea he was considering. When he left the hospital, he wanted to appear frail at first when people saw him, according to people with knowledge of the conversations. But underneath his button-down dress shirt, he would wear a Superman t-shirt, which he would reveal as a symbol of strength when he ripped open the top layer. He ultimately did not go ahead with the stunt. Let's just end the show right now. I can't- Like, for good. Like that's we can't. Uh, this it's what can wild because we, we kept going from the phase where like we know this man is not well. We know his ideas are he's sick. Like it's sickening. Like the kinds of, of ideas this person has to things where like I'm not sure. Uh, when we're t- now we have to get talk about senility, and right. now we're fully in that phase. Like if this was an old elderly person who you actually knew in your personal life and gave a fuck about, you would be worried as shit because oh, yeah. you'd be like, this is. This were like I I remember my aunt she a little she she a little goofy, right. uh, but now she's now she's swiping at monsters in the night uh, and talking about doing Superman bits and shit like this. It's a it's a whole other stage and yeah this is I don't I don't mind this that much. Um, <laughs> All right, I, I love this. this. I love this take. Yeah, I just <laughs> I like this is... I like that I like hearing that they know when to edit. You know. Like a lot right. of, this isn't something he did. This is something that happened in a brainstorming meeting, you right. know, right after someone was like, all right, bad ideas. Just give me uh, bad ideas. Uh, no me, bad me, ideas. me, me, me. Okay, yeah, you might. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to walk up real slow. Like I'm sick. And then I'm going to rip my shirt off and I'm going to be Superman and I'm going to fly away. And then I'm going to cook CNN with my laser eyes. <laughs> okay. Now that's actually your best idea all week. <laughs> all right. Well, someone else go. Oh I'll God. listen. I'll listen. But right now, I'm going to say Superman, Laser Eyes, CNN, top idea. <laughs> I I wonder, did those guys, his Secret Service, have to quarantine after that car ride? Yeah. I'm oh sure yeah. That, I like, mean, did they? The CDC li- 
Well, I if guess, you're in a car, yeah, you got to. They had <laughs> to. That's that's not a no indication that they actually did. But they the medical. Uh, I, I would love to know what happened with those guys. I want to see a documentary about what happened with those guys right after they got out of the car. Just tight on their faces as they're, they're all driving, blue. being like, "Well, they're driving, fucker," because they're holding their breath. Like, yeah, just one of the best things. I got an idea for Trump to leave the hospital. Can he uh, drive himself? Yeah. <laughs> or how about this? He stays in that in the beast SUV, and we'll just tow that motherfucker, and he can stay in there. Right. Yeah, that's the difference. I'll walk on the Get outside. A, I'm just not going to be in the fucking car with him. Get yeah. him a little golf cart. He knows how to drive that. <laughs> Pope-mobile. That would, that's another probably a like mobile would actually make more yeah. sense. Yeah. And it would, he would he love had. that, because now right. he's... On par with the Pope. You know what Invincible. we need in DC? Fuck these bike lanes. We need golf cart lanes for the real people <laughs> out here. Like me. Oh man. Um Yeah. I I feel like I don't know. I feel like we're in a lull right now. People oh, yeah. uh on in on Twitter who are critical of the president were, you know, energized by the poetry of his COVID diagnosis and now that he the all evidence that he is allowing to escape uh, says he's recovered. People are like, well, what do we do with that energy? Um, I, I feel like I, I just don't want people to let it take the, take us off the scent that, you know, he, when we were heading into the debate, the whole thing was he's willing to cheat. He's willing to like use the military if they'll listen to him uh to try and you know rat fuck this election like that needs to be front and center in people's minds like just non-stop yeah i'm worried about the media because like they're they're starting to get real spiky with the football yeah Uh, i mean like i mean the way Biden is widening these poll numbers, it's just, it's really something to look at. And it does make sense. Like when I feel like just stop talking about that shit and everything should be about fake uh, ballot boxes that are popping up in California or these other, just every other manner of voter suppression that voter suppression that's occurring rather than getting like, oh good, he's sick. And he's like, oh, he's fucking it up now uh, right. is not really, I feel like the, like the feeling I want to carry. I don't know. What's I guess part of me is just like, we gotta fucking do this shit. Are the fake ballot boxes real? Like, have yeah. people, has that been reported? Well, that's a, like, that's a tough yeah. question to ask. <laughs> well, are the are, fake boxes are the fake, real? Yeah. Is that a thing that is actually occurring? That has Yeah, been it was happening out? in Fresno. Yeah. And then the, uh, the California GOP was even like, well, it's not like, we're, we're not trying to say that it's official. It's, it's, well, it's now to the point where the Secretary of State, has been like this is illegal. Um, if, right. like, oh, that's if an we catch art you, project. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so it's it's. But again, this is how they've been. Just another example of what they're willing to do, just out in the open, which is you know possibly just like we're just gonna ballot harvest and we'll see what the fuck happens. The one thing that's making me feel good is all the reporting that like the Atlanta Journal Constitution tweeted. Uh, we're seeing heavy turnout in early voting in Georgia, which. I don't know why such menstrual description of that, but uh, that's good. Uh, early voting numbers uh, that Fox News is reporting suggests that uh, we're 10 times higher on early voting than we were at this point in 2016. That's the only thing that makes me feel any 
a hint it, yeah, of it would be relief. spooky if you went in here and there weren't like you know turnout indicators that made it seem like no nah, we're looking at something akin to a 2012 right like a 20, yeah. i don't know we'll yeah. see here it needs to be uh, off the charts I, I, i've never felt comfortable um doing anything other than voting on election day yeah. even like with a mail-in ballot i would just bring it down to the voting place and and like hand it in because right. i'm not losing it and right. so now like for the first time i voted a month early and it's an official ballot box i checked it was not an art project right. um <laughs> it wasn't a rubbermaid container with i can't tape tell you it. how incredible it feels to have already done it and to know i'm being counted and to know i'm not part of the mess in the mail i'm not part of the mess like voting i'm not in a line making someone else you know not be able to vote that day um God, I feel like fucking Superman. And I just ripped oh, him. Oh, I wish you did. <laughs> this guy never misses with the bits. Uh, yeah, it it does feel... I'm, I'm probably going to vote probably next, this coming weekend, uh, just because I I want to get it done. I you mean like go like to a polling place and like pull the lever? Do the early vote? Do an early vote in person. I've oh, actually wow. never pulled a lever, I don't think. Has it, do you guys pull a oh, lever? Oh my God, have you yeah. voted? I pulled a lever... Wow. I think they had like some old school. I remember pulling a lever for Obama. Mine's always like filling a little dot in. Uh, yeah, you just do the little, the janky little ink pen through the yeah. plastic like play school voting set yeah. kit, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. But Although, I never get to the, pull. They should just give you a lever to pull. But the primary, yeah, like at the casino. Yeah, the primary, and then it, like, come, it rolls like a, like a slot machine. <laughs> oh, it comes, you voted for and it comes Trump up, and you voted. Kanye. Uh-oh, yeah, presidential. <laughs> Can Make we, it did you, dumb. Did Make it you, dumb for us. You noticed that Kanye was on the ballot, but as a vice president? Yeah, that's the only thing they could get him weird. on there for. It's it's all weird. As a I mean, vice president, who's the president? I forget. Like, for, that's uh, the thing. They just wanted his name on the ballot. libertarian? Yeah, it was just some. They just got him. It's not just, libertarian. That's that's too legit. No, they're too legit to quit. Libertarian does in a in a recent poll seem to be pulling some, uh, pretty significant numbers like two percent. Uh, which no, it isn't. That's that's I, what a I can't poll. be right. I'm gonna. Uh, what's the who? What's the phone number of the person who wrote that? <laughs> uh, give it out. It's, oh, it is the poll. It is one of the only polls that gave Trump a chance in 2016. Oh, yeah. so they're the only right ones. Yeah, I mean, Biden 51.9, Trump 43.4, Jorgensen, Jorgensen 2.4, and Hawkins 0.8. Whenever so. people on social media are like, you know, fuck anyone who's voting third party, I just like, who is third party? Like. There's no, it's for the first time in a very long time, there is not a famous third party person. There's not someone that the media is talking about. Uh, Kanye West? Right. Well, he's not a legitimate contender. <laughs> he's not mean, on the right. ballot. <laughs> but right. have it enough of a, a following where they're like, yeah, this is our year to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. It's a, but I mean, they're always, I think that's the problem though, is because our two party systems are so fucking gridlocked. Like, I understand the appeal of third parties if you actually have a real principled idea, like based on whatever your beliefs are. But I mean, eventually you'd hope we would fracture off into more than just Democrats and Republicans, because I honestly, that's it's it's showing it's proving to be the literal death of us. One thing I wanted to read real quick, just that I happened to see was the New York Times bestseller list of uh, nonfiction books. And it's literally like a 50 50 split of like, 
books that like liberals would read and that would infuriate people who watch Fox News and then books that Fox News would read that would like give me an aneurysm if I tried to read it. Um, it's like Rage by Bob Woodward, uh, okay. Killing Crazy Horse by Bill O'Reilly. I'd love to hear what Bill O'Reilly has to say about uh, indigenous people. Wow. Uh, Blackout by Candace Owens, Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, uh, which is the book by uh, the author of The Warmth of Other Suns uh, that ta- compares race to a caste system. Uh, Disloyal by Michael Cohen, Live Free or Die by Sean Hannity. I didn't know about this one. The Fox News host offers his assessment on what is at stake in the 2020 election. Don't lie to me and stop trying to steal our freedom by Janine Pirro is the <laughs> title. It's the title of a book. Uh, Notorious RBG, Untamed, uh, which is that's the only one that doesn't really fit into there. And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders's uh, book. So it's just. It's yeah. just, I don't know, I, that, that's just a good reminder that we're not going to stop living in two completely separate realities after this election, no matter what happens. Like, people are just completely divided. Mm-hmm. I, re- I was really thinking, hoping that there was some non-political books in there. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. uh, the liberals get pissed off about four-hour work week. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was all, it's all that. And I mean, I, I don't think that's normal that there's not a single book that is like not that. Was God know. level knowledge darts by Adizas and Merrill on there? It's it's like number nineteen, I think, oh, or eighteen. I Have you read it? I just found no, out no, about I'm, that. I'm pretty psyched. I, I'm I'm gonna read it when I'm able to. I have some time to to sit probably after the election. Right. You ever but I don't write know a political what at that point? You ever write a political tweet that gets too much engagement and you're like, this does not deserve it. <laughs> you know, it's just, just because you mentioned politics or you said him, right. you know, it's like right. there's an extra 300 likes. You're like, oh, yeah. how does everything you just say politics and you're immediately. Yeah. Viral. Yeah. There's like a, a whole probably percentage of Twitter that is just blandly political takes that are I know. Uh, tweeted and retweeted. And they're um, crushing on those impressions. And you're crushing. just like, like, y'all, these aren't like, these are, it's funny because a lot of those tweets are the kinds that help people who are so frightened of the Trump administration feel like they're win, like, like, like uh, Democrats are winning. Like right. it's always like the ones that it's like, uh oh, Trump's scaredy pants and not going to go to a doctor today. And they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about how he sucks. We love that or whatever. It's like after game five, we're like, sorry, Lakers. Right. Not your year. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, ultimately. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about how millennials are letting us all down. And we're back. Let's talk about some things that aren't the president, uh, such as coffee shops. Such as uh, we love Iraq. We love them. We miss them. I love yeah. hanging out in a coffee shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah just right. writing my screenplay right and... 
Drinking my Here's coffee with both hands wrapped around the cup, like a it's a <laughs> just with a giant chunky day. sweater. Yeah, yeah exactly. yes, exactly. Just blowing on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's so> <laughs> my favorite thing to do in a coffee shop: I bring my laptop in, I put it down, I order a coffee, I get a water, I sit down, I set everything up, and then I ask them what the Wi-Fi is, and they say we don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> like it's normal to not have Wi-Fi. Right. <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah. The well, I mean, this whole thing with coffee shops, right? I sort of wanted to talk about this because the the long and short of it is that coffee shops are in decline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh they said by this is a a company that sort of monitors like coffee shop openings, closings, and just sort of niche businesses like this. And they say by the end of 2020, there will only be twenty five thousand three hundred seven coffee shops in the US, making up for twenty four point seven billion dollars worth of business. Uh, and they say like, but that's actually set. Let's take a dip of almost 8%, uh, and 12% less revenue than in 2019. I mean, I think that that all makes sense given COVID. Um, but a lot of people are like, I don't know what's going on as if the times we're in right now might be a huge contributing factor to people who have business. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That's (laughs) shockingly little. That's a shockingly small dent for me well like, the reason this is apparently big news is because this is the first time there's been a decline in coffee shop growth since like 2011 oh so it's just been like straight uphill yeah and, then and now because like, this is like down a little bit uh, yeah they're like oh but i think what's so interesting to me is like i i forgot actually you know we were just joking about it, like how like much the coffee shop took up our consciousness in the 90s you know, oh, as it bro. being a thing, like when you think about it, like I, I just according to some, an analysis of films I'm just making up right now, coffee shops are where 70 percent of <laughs> 90s rom-com scenes occur. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying. And also, like it was like one of those things like in 93 that like someone would live in like Essex Junction, Vermont. And they're like, yo, we got a coffee shop. And like, what? OK, yeah. let's get to it. I'll meet you. I gotta. I'm got practice over at St. Michael's, but I'll meet you over there in a second. But like I the wonder, coffee shop was a marker, you know. I wonder how many sitcoms would have taken place in a coffee shop if Friends hadn't existed, right? Right. They or, weren't allowed to. I feel like every character though, like had a job at a coffee shop. You know what I mean? Like it was like the mm-hmm. easiest thing, like in your first draft of a script, like and like they their job at coffee shop with people who are annoying or you know there was just, also, you got so much out of it. It's pretty easy to like fake a coffee shop, right? You can just like put it <laughs> right. in a like. That's why oh. I, I I watched way too many like bad comedy videos when I was running cracked like mm-hmm. submissions where it's like, yeah, we're at a coffee shop, but it's definitely just somebody's floor level apartment. <laughs> yeah, you just put a jar of biscotti right. and like a couple loose coffee bags behind you, and you it's a coffee shop. That's... Coffee shop alert this week in Hubie Halloween. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hubie. Yeah, one of the girls worked at a coffee shop. When the oh, really? Came in, and then the bullies come in and like, oh, that's bully right. the kid in front of the girl. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Dude, Hubie's fucking touching all parts of our consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie's going to end up being one of the most important movies of our lifetime. <laughs> Probably. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Anna is getting it tatted. She said her whole personality yeah. is now Hubie-based. Sure. She said, call me Since... Hubie Day. Since yesterday's uh, recording where Miles reviewed uh, Hubie Halloween, said it was a a great return to form for the Adam Sandler universe, Nick has started a cult uh, around Hubie Halloween. Uh, Super producer Anna Hosnier has uh, gotten it tatted and is uh, announcing that 
she she will be going as Hubie for Halloween for her Halloween costume. Whatever, I hope she rethinks the means. tattoo and uh, and gets a brand yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. That's true. Old uh, Hubie, a lot of yeah, devotees. I'm, yeah. I have to watch it. Where my Hubites at? You know, holler at me one time. The but the, this other study was saying that the companies though that are obviously withstanding all of this are the ones you'd expect, which is like the Starbucks and Dunkins of the world. They're fine, and we knew that because you know we know eventually those will be the only places to legally buy coffee in the Trump Incorporated Confederation of Consumer Territories. Well, also uh, they they've like uh, they've um, closed stores um that don't have drive-throughs and then open stores with drive-throughs and that focus that more on that business they've been able to like kind of transition yeah better than uh, you know just your random neighborhood store that can't add a drive-through right Ugh. so after all this is over like what because there is something like there is a reason that we work existed right and there's a reason that people used to go to coffee shops to do work instead mm-hmm. of working out of their homes like there's an energy or like something that people get from being around other people that like this probably isn't gonna like totally kill off like just because we've had a pandemic like people will go back to wanting to be around other people do you like do you think this is a permanent thing or do you think well do you think this will i don't know i think we've built we've got way too much momentum as a species of being around each other for a year of fucking hell to like completely rewire our needs as like animals because i i know i i fucking fantasize i saw a video of it was just like a random clip of like some rave that had like it was said like the most lasers at a concert ever <laughs> and the, it started off minimal but when that shit went off and you saw like 40,000 people just screaming i was like i miss that shit so much oh yeah, like, I, yeah. Just need to pee. I just need that and there's no amount of like no matter obviously we all have different existential fears around this year and the election and whatever but deep down i think we all we were seeing it that's why people keep fucking not living by the rules because deep down we just need that shit and some people i think are able to like calculate what the risks involved are and like what the knock-on effects could be for someone other than themselves but yeah i think we're we'll be plus us liberals are all going to cuddle parties where we all just sit around (laughs) yeah right and uh, cry about our dads um but i mean that is a real thing cuddle parties are a real thing that existed before the pandemic and uh you know, they've done not a lot of articles say, being like the millennials have killed the cuddle party. Right. <laughs> That's right. Because uh, we invented that shit. <laughs> there's a reason NBA players touch each other before and after every free throw. The touch, yeah. the human touch, being around other people, it's important. And I think this is the reason that uh, sports viewing is so far down, like almost shockingly so after, like, you know, we had these. Uh, viewing events where like Tiger King or uh, the last dance happened and literally like the whole world just like stopped to watch those uh, documentaries. And then like when real sports actually come back, not that many people watch it. I, I feel like there's gotta be something about just missing the, the presence of other people or the the presence of that many people in one space is like a larger part of the sports viewing experience than we were giving it credit for. Yeah. I think maybe it depends on like how you're used to watching a sport, you know, because like the NBA was easy for me to watch because 
from when you're younger, you used you're you're used to watching that quiet basketball games where there's maybe 30 people in the gym and it's right. just like intense, but you're like, yeah, we're at, we're watching a basketball game. But I feel like when certain things like the NFL, I feel like the my friends who watch the NFL, that's the one thing I've heard them complain about the most. Like it's just so weird. It's like a fucking scrimmage. Yeah. There's no crowd and like they the feeling around it was different than like, you know, watching soccer in Europe. There were no crowds there. They pumped in fake noise, but I actually found myself switching to the audio track that kept it silent because I, I kind of was cool to hear them talk on the field a little bit with more detail. But yeah. I think it maybe it, it, it all depends on how you're used to watching it, or it's that feeling where you're like, it ain't right. It's not how it's supposed <laughs> to be. Like I should be there with my boys, and this is bullshit. This is not the NFL. This is some fucking pandemic shit. Right. Have you watched any college football? Nah, college football feels weird. College football has the most people. Like they'll have, right. they they'll have, have you know, half full people. stadiums, yeah. and you and on TV, especially because we've been watching sports one way for three months. It's like it feels like there's no empty seats in the thing. Right, <laughs> right. Like it just it looks like I have to keep checking college football. It's like, am I watching a rerun? Right, right. right. They have been yeah. airing reruns. And there was uh, a Texas Tech game over the weekend that made me think Texas had cured COVID, maybe <laughs> because it was just completely full. It was like yeah. a, it looked like a sellout. Yeah, um, and I don't know. Sports are like I really experienced this even with the the NBA Finals. Like being being a Angelino, like all like we would gather around the Lakers or the Dodgers or things like this and. It was the first time, because obviously we haven't won in 10 years, that like I was not able to get with like my family and friends and always do the thing we do, which is like watch postseason Lakers basketball together. Like that that yeah. was like a thing we'd always do from April going into the beginnings of summer. And to not have that definitely and I found myself like scrambling, being like, yo, y'all want to watch on Zoom? We could watch game five on Zoom, but everyone's like feed is delayed and like people like ruining it for each other. And I was like, this right. doesn't fucking work the same. Uh so I know like there is the there's like these deeper things tied to sports too that I feel like my people might not be able to like quite articulate, and that's the reason why it's just not worth watching to some. People yeah. still are congregating around Dodger Stadium, though, in the way they always have. Just now, it's because that's where all the COVID tests are. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Go with your friends. <laughs> yeah, Join together tested. and yeah. get, get some nachos. Hop in the car. Yeah. The celebration out in front of the Staples Center where everybody was chanting Kobe was pretty dope. Uh, I, I especially appreciated the the guy who showed up in a human hamster ball. For, for for the celebration, did you see that dude? No, <laughs> so, I, I didn't watch any of the celebrations. He's, he's in like, the bubble. Yeah, yeah, he's like literally in the bubble. Uh, anyways, um, that uh, that actually uh, caused my weed delivery last night to be delayed. Um, everything a, was delayed last. I night. I got a text, and they were like, you know, because of the. They said it was because of the protests, and I was like, what protests are happening? <laughs> oh, from Clipper fans. <laughs> like the yeah. Yeah. team is trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clipper fans were that, that oh, rivalry. Oh, that rivalry. Some rivalries oh. make both sides better. That rivalry makes nobody better. Everybody I wonder what was harder worse. to watch: um, Dak for Cowboys fans or uh, that series for Clippers, <laughs> for, the, fans. for Clippers fans? Yeah, brutal. I feel for him. I mean, you know, I do too. Hey, head up, head up, Clippers fans! You'll get, you'll get one. <laughs> the other story I just want to talk about real quick, and the other thing that's making me feel okay about the upcoming election is just the repeated incompetence of 
like every right wing concerted effort to like try and flip the narrative and um, shift reality on us. Yeah. So there's this thing called the Great Barrington Declaration that is is an idea if properly executed that I feel like could actually, you know, do some damage. Um, but basically the idea is they put together a panel of experts in quotes to argue that like the democratic form of like shutdowns and social distancing was like a plot by like Joe Biden and the Democrats and like Trump's skepticism around those uh, scientific points of view were correct and like worth paying more attention to. And it was all just this whole COVID-19 thing was a, was a figment of the liberal media's imagination. Uh, And it, like if they could have gotten some momentum behind this, I could have seen it like, I don't know, being one lifeline to like a concerted worldview that a lot of people on the right would have liked to believe in. But um, so they released this thing. They called it uh, the Great Barrington Declaration, uh, which is impressive sounding. The Wall it Street. Does. The I'm Wall not going to lie. Yeah. Like, they if did I was a good dumb, job with the title. I would be like... Yo, what was that? Like if someone if a like a maskless Karen came into like my my business and was like, "I'm sorry, but according to the Great Barrington Declaration, I will yeah. not be wearing a mask." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh fuck. Okay. Facts." All right. Uh, I'm not argue with that. And the Wall Street Journal headline, uh the Wall Street Journal op-ed page, which is a, you know, right-wing shill. They had a headline, "Why won't the media listen to these scientists?" And Fox <laughs> Fox News claimed the declaration obviously cast severe doubt on the heavy-handed lockdown approach Joe Biden and the Democrats have been advocating. So that is like an excellent, straightforward use of this story to sow doubt. However, some of the medical experts that they chose uh, weren't epidemiologists, uh, but actually homeopaths like massage therapists, hypnotherapists, mm-hmm. <laughs> experts in Mongolian Komi singing. Um, oh, some of okay. them seem to be fake names. One of them literally no. signed the name Doctor Person, fake name. No, wait, really? <laughs> That's the, a, a signee is Doctor yeah. Person, fake name. Yeah, there's also Doctor Johnny Bananas, yeah. Doctor Very Dodgy, Doctor Professor No. That actually was him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Nota fucking clue. Uh and last but not least, oh. Dr. Johnny Fart Pants. Uh so they just they just opened this up to oh anybody who wanted to sign up. This and is how uh, people just trolled it. They're not but, listening to Dr. Farty Pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why won't the media listen to Professor Not a Fucking Clue? He said it was not a fucking clue. No, I mean no taff or king clue. There. See, this is this is xenophobic, right? <laughs> uh, there's a uh, one of the listed experts was a resident of the University of Your Mum. Uh, <laughs> um, so this, so this obviously this, that, does, that doesn't sound American. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's. I think this was all like a British thing. Okay, because um, yeah, to, to Doctor Very Dodgy Doctor Dodgy is such a in, in English. Right term but i i like it i mean it's an international effort i like and it. as fox news and the right knows americans are suckers for british accent we'll just right. grant them any amount of uh even if it's doctor miss doctor very dodgy doctor yes oh wow well in that case 
But this was always like the three authors launched the declaration at an event hosted by a libertarian think tank and immediately followed by a trip to the White House. They have throughout the pandemic been repeatedly downplaying the deadliness of the virus. And people are basically saying what they're calling for is impossible without an effective and wide, widely used vaccine. It would let the virus run rampant and kill millions. Um, oh. And the entire premise of the declaration offers no information on who they consider vulnerable and how they would actually be protected, which the idea is like, we just protect the vulnerable. Okay. Just like that. Yep. Just like that. Just let the virus (laughs) rip and you know, well, what can it do? What's the worst it can do? Uh, Our president's wearing a Superman outfit under his shirt. So we're all, you know, he's wearing that shirt right now. He's oh, like, here's the yeah. thing, Doctor Doctor Conley. I'm going to tell you something, but I need. He's you to like get this reaching for his top button, and He's his like, and Ivanka's off to the side, being like, like just, agree with, just agree with Don't him. Don't do it, Dan. I'm going to show it. you, Doctor Conley, and it's uh, this is going to this may be jarring to you, but <laughs> my powers are enhanced by Earth's yellow sun. I do come <laughs> I from do, Krypton. <laughs> I do like to, to think that he already had it. He right. already had the outfit when he suggested it. <laughs> like he had it in his hands and he's like well, yeah. I, I don't know i just thinking of this now um, <laughs> oh no holding? it's dumb yeah it was dumb i wouldn't buy it wait mr president what are you holding there what's what's in that zip pocket? <laughs> uh, it's just a new york times uh, sorry <laughs> oh no it's like the your cape is still on mr president professor who like always <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent of that producer who kept pitching the mechanical spider in like different movies until it it came out in the wild wild west (laughs) he's just like i've just got this spider model what what do you think so i'm gonna come out robert Mueller's report nonsense i'm gonna come out the Mueller report slam it down show him i'm superman no okay fine what about this at my impeachment over the ukraine (laughs) call i'll come out there's the impeachment did not work i come out unbutton superman no. <laughs> Again, Mr. President, uh, that's not going to impress anybody. Yeah, over the and age honestly, that's a swastika. It's not. Oh, an it would. It would. He had he done it, it would have you know exploded his side. They would have loved it. The next night, he would have been up on the roof of the White House in a Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just started going, staring off it. to oh. the side with a <laughs> Trump. I mean, Throwing up yeah. the Trump signal in the air. Like, he might as well go full, like, just into his instincts for, like, WWE presidential, like, um, campaign, like, ideas. Because, yeah, it's it's such a double-edged sword because in one way I could see it, it's so stupid, but it works because it's so stupid. Right. And then the other version, it's just like, everyone's like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He peed his going. pants to say he's like, "Oh, I'm so scared of Kamala Harris. I'm gonna pee my pants." <laughs> I'm meaning to do this. Everyone, calm down. <laughs> he should do weeks. He should do like different weeks, like themed weeks. Yeah. Um, like this week, the cabinet's all WWE wrestlers. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Just something for ratings. He comes yeah. out Ultimate Warrior makeup. Yeah, you know, like Jimmy <laughs> Fallon's like BTS week. You know, it's no different. Because <laughs> we're running a fucking country in the ground. You can Holy have BTS shit. week. There's enough of them to throw in there. Fuck it. I know it's saying infrastructure week, but I've got black pink week. Come on out, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Nick, it has been a pleasure having oh. you as always. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? 
Um, well, I think you know that there's a rather culturally important uh, podcast oh, yeah. called Deckheads that is um, very important to the iHeartRadio business these days. Oh, yeah. People um, are calling it the most important podcast of, of all time. The Superman yes. t-shirts of podcasts. <laughs> yes, only in that accent. Uh, Anna, Jose, and I have... We went into, you know, a lot of people have been learning languages, learning how to cook, <laughs> um, growing children or weed, but I've mostly thrown myself into becoming an expert. And literally I have, I have become an expert on the television show Below Deck. I didn't know anything about it at the start of this year, but now I say I would go toe to toe with anybody for Below Deck trivia. Um, oh shit. So we wow. have been releasing one a day. An episode we've been rewatching re Below Deck from the very beginning, and there's it, we've watched a couple hundred episodes, and uh, we've released one a day. And the new season comes out in November. Um, Anna, where is Anna? Text Anna. Text me. <laughs> text in November. What the date is? <laughs> November. <laughs> November second. Uh, so November second, the new season starts, and we will go weekly for the first time. And to prepare for that, we have to burn extra episodes because we've gotten so far ahead. So now we're releasing two every day this month. Um, and then our first guest on November, I guess it'll probably come out third or fourth. Um, Election day. Miles Gray. Oh, boy. It's so funny because I'm like, yeah, I watch Below Deck among every other trash reality show. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're acting like, are you caught up? I'm like, yeah, I'm caught yeah, all the way fucking up. Yeah. Also, Malia's a fucking narc. You know what I mean? We can talk oh, about that later. Oh, my God. Not Malia Obama, the this. bosun. Oh, my gosh. The I'm just bosun? excited. Yeah, the, the bosun this year is bosun. Eddie. Eddie, uh, he's coming back from the, the first season. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's, Jack, you ever uh, been yachting? You've been sailing? Oh, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. I'm actually oh, yeah. one of the... Uh, people who comes through on one of these episodes <laughs> oh my god i would i would fucking kill to see something one of the like parties that. that gets a uh in trouble for leaving cocaine around yeah uh, realistic or reality <laughs> tv guest jack o'brien what that looks oh, like man. like yeah. like whatever you your trade literally is, like, the worst nightmare of any reality tv producer women. like he's not doing anything like he's <laughs> and he's not the complaining most about internal this stuff. like <laughs> like he's, he's allergic been a to that he's call with his kids for, a, for <laughs> yeah just miss the kids a lot he's like oh <laughs> totally, you want to totally see got. something cool look at this that's the sale yeah <laughs> he doesn't drink he's really polite he's we're getting fucking nothing out of him here all right just plant some cocaine on him and we'll go from there <laughs> uh nick is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying Oh yeah, hell yeah. Um oh, so yeah, hell yeah. There's this uh, how it started, how it's going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um construction, yeah. Yeah, so I I I saw my favorite one and how it started. This is uh Scott Rogowski, um the former Quizmaster Emeritus um from HQ. He he tweeted how it started and it's a clip from uh uh the Marx Brothers, I don't know, one of their I, I don't even know. Um Animal crackers. Let's just let's say how it started. Anyway, it's this great scene, really funny. That's okay. And then the second tweet, how it's going, and he posted one of these um, uh, videos where a guy asks a girl out, and she says no, and then he gets in his fancy car, and she's like, "Oh wait, I will go out with you. Wait, <laughs> wait. come back. I didn't realize you had a big car. Have you not seen these? No. This is a whole type of comedy. Oh my god." Yeah. Where it's like these gold dig, like exposing gold diggers. It's a, the most trash, 
prank style thing, but yeah. Yeah. So this guy, he goes up to the girl in this video, he goes up to the girl and he's like, Oh, hey, I'm going to a party. Do you want to like come with me? She's like, What? She he just like walks up to her at a gas station. Right. Yeah. She's not in a car, he's not in a car. Yeah. So <laughs> you're a most, creep off the street. They're just about standing. It's like the worst setup. And he's like, You want to go to a party with me? And she's like, No. Right. He's like, Oh, okay. And then he pulls out his phone. He's like, Yo, Drake. I'm heading to your spot right now. We're going to rip it up tonight. And she's like, oh, wait, Drake. Oh, actually, I do want to go to a party. Wow. And she's like, huh. I mean, how do you know he was talking about that Drake? <laughs> <laughs> you just had some weirdo named Drake's house. Oh, right. uh, anyway, I just like that. That's where comedy is, man. It's just fucking, it's a different world. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? And what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Miles of Gray, where I will occasionally appear. Uh, and a tweet that I like, you know, it's just it's a blending of everything I like. So our boy Dogface four twenty is at it, and you mm. know what? He knows what time it is. He's down with the Lake Show. He knows it's mm. one seven. You know, it's the seventeenth championship. He's got a new video, longboarding in his Laker jersey, sipping a bottle of champagne to "We Are the Champions," and I, it's. I'm sorry to Clippers fans, but I'm uh, what a what a combination of vibrations. So I'm loving. Is that this a clip. deep fake or is that a real video? I, I think that might be a deep fake. It's a deep fake. Who, why spend someone spending time? Doesn't it sound like something he would do? I don't know. Oh, I, I watched it. It seemed real to me. It, it looks real. Why you gotta throw water on that? Even if it's a deep fake, I, I don't like it visually. What, why anyone would make a deep fake of that? But it's uh, from at Follow Through LA uh, that has okay. that one. So you know what? Shout yeah. out to which them. I think shout is to CJ Toledano. Yeah, Toledano. is that his his account? Yeah, that's his there new uh, account. Well, then there it goes. And if he's lying to me, then shame on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a good deep fake. It's one of the better deep fakes. If it is a deep fake, uh, otherwise it's great. not. There's an LA Times article about it saying it's. Yeah, he's it's it's real. It's real. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, Wait, why are you trying to do that, man? Like, come on, bro. Uh, why we gotta just let me have that. All right, my bad. <laughs> I, I still don't believe in it. though. So. Oh my god, this is like I'm our a new truther. Yeah, you're a fucking dog face <laughs> truther. <laughs> no, he's he's fucking. He's a Sixers fan. I think he's like would not be into the Lakers, to be honest. I think he'd be more into the Clippers. For him to be like that wholesome and not a shitty person, he has he's there's no way he's a Laker fan. I think I think maybe like Clipper Twitter got to me. They're like, this is a deep fake and I believed it or something. I don't know where that came from, but I was just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. Uh all right. Uh tweet I've been enjoying. Uh Ms. Grace Colin Schmidt tweeted, uh, took an edible tonight and thought of a TV show idea. And it's just a screen cap from her notes app. And it just says Emily in Paris. Um, (laughs) So dumb. Uh, And uh, Andrea Moore tweeted, LAPD's tear gas is purple and gold tonight. uh, With hard eyes emojis. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? 
just some beats, just some, you know, some danceable, head noddable beats from Star Slinger. Uh, I've done a couple Star Slinger tracks in the past, but this one's called The Hottest Day in New York. Uh, I think it's a newer track, but it's, it's got, you know, some like a little nice rap sample in it and like a very relaxed but intense beat behind it. So, you know, whether or not you want to feel like it's the coolest day or the hottest day, uh, it's all up to the listener. So check out this one. It's Hottest Day in New York by uh, Star Slinger. Relaxed intensity. I like that. Uh, all right. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this episode. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.